Welcome to Grace Community Church On Demand, the weekly podcast from the Sunday services at Grace Community Church in Rupert, Idaho. Here at Grace, we believe in building the kingdom of God one person at a time. We're passionate about loving God, loving people, and following Jesus. Let's get into this week's message with Pastor Travis Turner. Called a season of power, and um, week one we talked about the power of prayer. How prayer can really set the course and and change the direction of your entire life. I don't know, man. We've been in 15 days of prayer, of our 21 days of prayer, and um, and I can tell you that um, I shouldn't be shocked, but I'm shocked at at just just how more aware and how how much closer I've been walking with the Lord in these last 15 days. And it's beautiful when God's people set time aside to pray. And it's also beautiful when you pray throughout the day, right? And uh, you bring the Lord right into the center of everything that you do. But uh, last week we talked about the power of relationship. And um, you can't be a Christian and not really come to the understanding in the Bible that two are better than one. Like we were created to share life together. And typically when, when somebody shares life alone, not all the time, but most of the time, it's because there's some sort of a trauma or a wound that has taken place relationally in the past. And so I encourage you, if it's easier for you to walk or you prefer walking alone instead of walking with other people, just start asking the, the Lord, is there a hurt? Is there a, is there a pain in my life that I've just not that I've not brought to you to deal with. And so, because God wants us to share life together. Amen. The Bible says that if you fall into a ditch and you're alone, then who's going to pull you out of that, 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 that place. And of course the answer is, is that, that nobody, because nobody else is there. I tell you, we live in a day and a time where we need one another. We've always needed one another, but we really do need one another. Um, I believe more so today. And so today, um, I'm excited to share a message with you. Uh, Marsha Miller had come up to me after Sunday service. I don't know if it was, I don't know if she came up to me Monday or Tuesday or if it was Sunday. But she said, Pastor Travis, you know, you pray about it and whatnot. But, but I really feel like a, a message on forgiveness would be a powerful message to talk about. And it was already on the list because you can't talk about a season of power if you're dealing with unforgiveness and bitterness. But what I did is I just said, you know what, instead of doing it later on, and I didn't have anything prepared, but instead of doing it later on, this must be the prompting to do it this week. And so this week, right now, you're here. You can't leave. Sometimes when people talk about, like if they knew that forgiveness was going to be the topic at hand, they're like, I'm just going to pass or I'll watch online. I'm going to watch online in the comfort of my own home. But uh, so listen, if I see you getting up and I don't see you coming back, I'll be calling. I'll be calling. (laughs) I mean, we'll let everybody use the restroom and all that good stuff. And but I want to see you come back in here. Amen. All right, let's pray. Lord, we thank you for today. I thank you for the joy of the Lord that's in this place. Wherever your spirit is, there is freedom. And Lord, I feel that. I sense that. I feel like there's freedom in the house. And Lord, we speak freedom to those that, that, that are bound in this area of unforgiveness. And, and, and maybe it's been so long that a root of bitterness has taken hold and taken place. 
Right now we speak life and freedom in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. amen. All right, so today the power of forgiveness. I want us all to realize, and of course you know this, but pain can leave emotional wounds of rejection, of fear, and betrayal. And much like, you know, much like if you were to have a, um, a wound, an open wound on your hand or, or anywhere on your body for that matter, and if you didn't take care of it, come on, it would, it would become infected and it would fester with infection. My wife and I, we've been watching, now don't judge us. No judgment zone this morning, but we've been watching Survivor. And I'm telling you, we've been binge watching Survivor. I don't know if it's just, I don't know if it's just getting us in contact with our primitive being or what, but I don't know. I'm thinking I could do that. I could do that, you know, and it's easier to say I could do that when you're sitting on your couch eating popcorn, right? And, um, and so, so we've been watching Survivor and, and, and um, all of these, these locations in which they're dropped off on an island is tropical. A lot of the Philippines, the one we're watching right now is Cambodia. And, um, and it's amazing how if somebody gets an injury, which, which injuries are, are easy on, on this kind of, a, this kind of a, a show, games, you know, a lot of, a lot of aggressive games are being played and, and, but if an injury gets infected, like it could be the very thing that sends you, that sends you home. Like, like it could be detrimental to your life if you get a small injury, but yet it becomes infected. And I want us to know this, that, that emotionally and mentally and spiritually, you know, we are the same. We can have, we can have emotional wounds, spiritual wounds that if they're not tended to, they can become infected. And so we have a choice to make when we've been hurt. The choice is this, to either fester with infection or to foster forgiveness. Because fostering forgiveness is the very same thing as applying an ointment to an open wound, placing a Band-Aid on that, on that same wound, taking care of yourself. Come on, if, if your body begins to you know, show that it needs attention in this area or that area. It was amazing um, when I was in the Marine Corps, how we would be on jungle patrols in the Philippines for, for four or five days at a time. And sometimes for four or five days at a time with no extraction whatsoever, it would just rain. They have a raining season. The Philippines is one of the only places that I know where it literally rains sideways. You could be way underneath an awning and still get wet because of the wind and the rain that comes down. And it just comes down in sheets like most people have never seen. And so you'll be out in this, in this soggy atmosphere for, for days on end. And if you don't take care of your feet, like your feet can destroy your ability um, to, be, to be successful in whatever it is that you're doing. And, um, and so, so the, the parts of our body need care and attention. And when we're wounded and hurt, it's very important that we, we get the care that we need at the time before it gets worse. Are you picking up what I'm putting down? Um, because there are emotional wounds that sometimes 
We don't treat them in the same way as we do physical wounds. We'll just let them linger. And, and then we, we feel like we have a right to become bitter and angry. And we don't give it the attention that it needs. And literally it gets out of control. Sometimes leading in death. I'm telling you there have been people that have died because of a heart of bitterness. There have been people that have died. Come on, because of unforgiveness. And so this is very serious. And, and um, it's interesting also to me that, that offended people become elite mathematicians seemingly overnight. You know what I'm saying? Like, like whenever they're done wrong, they never forget anything. It was like back in 88, you know, you didn't return my phone call. And then uh, 96... You know what I mean? It was a white lie, but nonetheless, it was a lie. And, and, and then there was that, that time that you had that birthday party and all of the people that we all hang out with, I saw it on Facebook, like they were there and I don't even recall getting an invitation. And, and, and then you missed my birthday. Like you didn't even, you didn't even, you didn't even give me a birthday card. And, and so we begin, we begin to, we got tally marks, tally marks, tally marks, tally marks. We, we begin, come on, to catalog the things that people have done wrong in our life. We remember and we keep record of each and every wrong. And I want you to know this, that forgiveness is not about keeping score. Real forgiveness isn't about keeping score. Like some people, nobody in this church, but some people will forgive until the very next time that somebody else comes up short, maybe even the same person that came up short, and then everything that was supposedly forgiven is now back in play. You, you know what I mean? So it's circumstantial you know, forgiveness. And so, so forgiveness is not about keeping score, it's about losing count. Now, now let me just ask you, who are my real competitive people? Like if you're, you're, you're there to win. There's only one, the only one reason why you play a game is to win. Yes, that's right. Like, listen, we're not playing to have fun. <laughs> Ashley is, Ashley will cheat. She asked, just ask Bo, ask Bo. He will say, you know, she learned it from me. She learned it from me. I apologize. Um, but I, I'm that way most of the time. Like if there's, I, I've been introduced to this new sport. I was introduced to it in August, pickleball. And, um, and I thought that is the most ridiculous game before I ever played it. And who, and what a name, pickle ball, goofy, bunch of goofy people must play this. I have 32 and a half paddles now. I've got my pickleball outfit because you got to look good to play good, right? And uh, I will in short order have pickleball shirts, say funny memes about pickleball. But I absolutely love it. And, um, and there was a time when I was just kind of learning and I'm still just learning the, the, the sport. I've, I've been playing since August. And, um, and I wasn't playing initially to keep score because I lost every single game that I played. But now that I'm learning some skills, like I am the one that is introducing 
This is a pretty mild sport, very respect, respectful sport, but I am introducing trash talk into, <laughs> into, into pickleball. If it's up to me, we're gonna take it to another level. You know, a little bit of trash talk. And, and, uh, and anyway, um, so, so there are things in life that you do keep score on. Other things, you just play and you enjoy the play and you lose count. Matthew 18 and verse 7 says this, Woe to the world because offenses. For offenses must come. I want you to say that. Offenses must come. Say it again. Offenses must come. You guys are so much better in first service. I tried 10 times to get everybody on the same page in first service and it got worse every single time we said it. Now don't tell them that. And if you're watching first service, I apologize. But it says offenses must come, but woe to that man by whom the offenses come. Mark chapter 11 and verse 25. And whenever you stand praying, if you have anything against anyone Forgive him that your father in heaven may also forgive you your trespasses. And so, listen, there's power in forgiveness. Two things just real quick. Number one, as long as you are in this world, offenses must come. We just read that, right? Like you're going to be hurt. People are going to say things they should have never said. People are going to do things that they weren't even intending to hurt your feelings. But somehow, some way, you didn't get the invite. You were overlooked. And then all of the sudden, you know what I mean? Your day's ruined like every single person here deals with being hurt, their feelings being hurt. And that's a very real thing. And, and we're not downplaying that at all. It stinks when you, are, when, when you are forgotten or when somebody feels like they have the liberty just to say whatever they want. Like they forget, even though you're a man, men... Oh, he's a man. Just buckle up. Toughen it out. But sometimes even things for men, like it can hit to the core. Now, we may not show it, but the truth is, is, is it, can be, it can be hurtful. And if you're not careful, you can pick up an offense. And so as long as you're in the world, offenses are going to come because the Bible says it. Number two is this, to take offense is to be caught in Satan's trap that leads to destruction. I want you to know this, that unforgiveness and offense is Satan's elite weapon of mass destruction. Unforgiveness, this is a bold statement, but I'm, I'm going to stand by it. And if you disagree with it, that's okay. But I think unforgiveness has kept almost as many people out of heaven as unbelief. I believe that there are so many people that profess Jesus Christ as Lord, but they somehow feel that they have a pass whenever it be, when it comes to this area of being wounded. Like I have a right to be wounded and there is no way I'm going to forgive that person. Not realizing that unless you forgive, like your ability to forgive, your willingness, your willfulness to forgive other people is directly tied to your ability to receive forgiveness from the Lord. Pir-e-ud. Pir-e-ud. Period. 
There's nothing else, right? And so, and so what are the consequences whenever we take on an offense, we let that offense fester, and we make the decision to not forgive? What are the consequences of that? Number one is this, your sin and iniquities remain unforgiven. So when you choose to say, you know what, I'm going to hold that against this person because I have the right to, then, then what happens is, is your sin and your iniquities remain unforgiven. And I'm telling you, man, this should really get your attention. The Bible says in Matthew chapter 11 and verse 25, it says, forgive that he, which is God, may forgive you. Forgive so that God may forgive you. And so this is clear. Pay attention. Until you have given your offender, you have not been give, forgiven your offenses. Until you walk in forgiveness and you give, you offer up forgiveness to your offender, you are not receiving forgiveness for your offenses. Number two is this, effective prayer is hindered when you fail to forgive. So a lot of times, we've been in 21 days of prayer, right? We're on day 15, and there have been a couple of people that I've talked to, not just this time around, but there have been a couple of people that have come to me and said, hey, listen, it just seems like, it just seems like when I pray, when I talk to God, you know, I hear all these other people, like people are saying, God impressed on my heart this, or I really felt like God showed me this during prayer. And they're like, some people are like, I have got nothing like that. Well, I almost think people are making stuff up. God said this and, and God said that. I haven't received anything like that. And this is what I would ask you. Is it possible that you've got somebody locked away in your heart? Somebody that has hurt you that you've not yet released? Because I will tell you that unforgiveness will hinder your prayers. I'm not saying that's absolutely, that's absolutely it. But it could be it. The Bible says in Matthew eleven twenty five 25, that whenever you stand praying, right... We're standing, we're coming to 21 days of prayer. When you stand praying, and if you have anything against somebody else, forgive him. Forgive him of that offense. And so the bonus is this. I just want you to know, if I can get everybody's eyeballs up here just real quick. I want you to listen to this because this is super, super important. You might think it's a big stretch, but I don't think it's a stretch at all. Like if God is not answering your prayers, like if your prayers are hindered because of your unwillingness to work through forgiveness to that person that has offended you, like if God will not hear your prayers, then guess what? God will not hear my prayers on your behalf either. And God will not hear... 10 people's prayers on your behalf either. And we could have this whole congregation surround you in a circle and lay hands upon you. But if the issue is unforgiveness, we could have a million people pray for you and God won't hear the prayers of that person or those people. And so, so I'm saying that, that if prayers hinder 
what it is that God is doing, or I'm sorry, if unforgiveness hinders what God desires and wants to do, I feel like what he's saying is like, just go back and do what I've asked you to do. Like, like I'm gonna talk about this in a second, but I honestly believe that some people are sick in their bodies and maybe sick even emotionally. And, and the moment that they open their wound up to the Lord and they start working in forgiveness, I wholeheartedly believe before one person even lays hands on them to pray for them, it's very possible that that person would receive healing in whatever it is that they're dealing with. I believe it. And so, and so we're going to find out here in a second. I just gave you a little bit of it, but, but unforgiveness affects your physical body as well. It can make you, it can make you sick. Number three is this, when we refuse forgiveness, tormentors are given access. I'm not going to go into the detail about what those tormentors are, but I'm telling you that if you are walking in unforgiveness, you are given tormentors, complete access to your life. We got, we got the story of the man that owed the king a great deal of money, that owed his master a great deal of money, millions upon millions upon millions of dollars, enough money that there was no possible way that this man in 10 lifetimes could pay back the debt that he owed. And so what did he do, man? The Bible says that he begged, please have mercy, I promise you, I will pay back every cent that I owe you. And the, ma the, the, the Bible says that the master had compassion on him. And what did he do? He forgave him the entire debt that he owed. He just, he just, he just washed it clean. And so the guy was so joyful and he left that place, man, celebrating, being so thankful that this great debt had been forgiven until he came across a friend that he had loaned money to, a very small amount of money to, but somehow that, that forgiveness that he had just received, it didn't translate to actually giving it to other people. And so the Bible says, I don't know if he did this, but started choking this guy out and saying, listen, you better pay me now. And if you don't, I'm throwing you into prison. The guy didn't have the money, gave him the same, same song and dance. Listen, if you'll just give me a little bit of time, I promise you, I'll pay you back everything that I owe you with interest. And the guy said, no, no, you've, you're out of time. Threw him into jail until the debts were paid. Well, other people were paying attention. They were watching, right? They had seen and they had heard what the master had just done for him. And then he's going to go and treat somebody else so harshly and not extend the same. And the Bible picks up in Matthew chapter 18 and verse 34. It says, and his master, the one that just forgave him these millions of dollars worth of debt, was angry and delivered him to the torturers. Another version says the master was angry and delivered him to the tormentors. So when we refuse forgiveness, tormentors are given access. Given to the tormentor so that he should pay all that was due to him. Verse 35 brings it all together. It says, so my heavenly father will do to you if you from your heart do not forgive your brother his trespasses. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like they're using this story, this parable, come on, to show us what happens when somebody doesn't extend the forgiveness that they've received from the master himself. Come on, who's our master? Jesus, right? He has forgiven. He has paid a debt that you couldn't pay in a thousand lifetimes yourself. You couldn't do it. 
But he said, listen, covered, paid in full. But yet we go out from this place of being forgiven for much more than, than anybody has ever done to us personally. And what are we doing? We're that same guy that is choking the next person out. You know what I mean? Strangling them out saying, you better pay me now. You know what I'm saying? I deserve to be mad. And now it's the day of collection. And the Bible draws these two conclusions that if you treat somebody like such, then you too are going to be delivered over to the tormentors, to the torturers. And I'm telling you, this is so true, man. I have met people that have bitterness in their heart, bitterness throughout their whole body. And they may think that they are living in freedom, but they are tormented. You know why they're tormented? Because that's the only thing that they can talk about. You know for a fact when you're dealing with somebody with the root of bitterness, because that thing comes up in every conversation. It might not be the entirety of the conversation, but it comes up in every conversation. And guess what? They're having it with you and they're having it with you and they're having it with you because that's the only, they are stuck. They're locked in prison. They are bound never to experience the freedom that God has for them. Why? Because they fail to forgive. They fail to extend what it is that God has done for them and give it away to others. So um, I want you to know that these jailers that it's talking about in Matthew here, right? Their job wasn't just to keep this guy locked up and safe until the debt was paid. Like he was handed over to the, to the tormentors. What we read about in scripture are these things called fetters where your legs would be locked into, into a, a either a chain or wood, and then your hands would be locked into the same piece of wood or chains. And so you could do anything you want all day long. You could travel anywhere that you wanted to travel. You had total freedom as long as you remained in this position all the time. Fetters. Do you know, I, could, I, I, will, I will pass out in about 32 seconds of doing this. But this is how people lived for days and days. And so when this man was, was handed over to the tormentors, like, like, like there was physical instruments of pain that were used. There was sleep deprivation. They were put in positions that were uncomfortable for long periods of time. It wasn't just, hey, keep an eye on this guy. You know what I mean? He's... You know, he's got a cotton and three meals. No, 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 no. This was very different than that. Number four is this unforgiveness. And I've already hit some of this causes sickness in the body. Ephesians 431. Get rid of the Bible says all bitterness, all rage and anger and brawling and slander and every form of malice. Be kind and compassionate to one another forgiving each other just as Christ forgave you. I'm telling you, studies from universities, secular schools have come out that show us that, that, that so many of the health issues that we deal with are tied to unforgiveness and bitterness. Studies like anger causing anxiety and hypertension and unforgiveness, you know what I mean, giving us immune uh, uh, deficiencies and migraine headaches. 
So many things are tied to our, un, uh, our inability to, to forgive. And what happens when somebody just says, you know what? I deserve to be mad. I've got the right to get even. What happens is, check this out. You lose your identity. Who God created you to be is washed away and forgotten and pain becomes your identity. Once again, man, you've seen this. You've seen it in play. You know people like this. You may even be somebody that the Lord is revealing that this is something that is at your front door. Maybe even in your house. And I'm saying the best thing that you can do is deal with it. Because who in the world wants to live a life of freedom and liberty bound and in prison? Like you have, you have been promised he who the Son sets free is free indeed. God came so that you could be free and have life and the abundant life. But the conversation doesn't get past the pain. Or you've had the conversation so much and you've wore people out. I'm just, I'm just hitting this. We need to be people of compassion as the church. We need to walk with people as long as, as long as, as long as we can walk with them. We need to encourage them even if it's 50 times over the same conversation. But sometimes People have become so accustomed to their identity being pain, they can't imagine a life without it. And so no matter of listening or counsel is going to help them until the person literally gets sick and tired of being sick in this area and trust that God is able, come on, to restore what the enemy has stolen. That's another big point. I didn't even talk about that. Restore what the enemy has stolen. The enemy is who's stolen from you. It's not God. God is, he doesn't have anything to do with unforgiveness and bitterness. This is a root of the devil that is a seed of the devil that has been planted in your life. Come on, to destroy the very life that you have. Man, oh man. Concordia University came up with this, just to put a smile on your face. Bitterness greatly affects your metabolism. So listen, if you forgive, you just might get skinny. <laughs> yes, I need all the help I can get. I'm searching my heart right now to make sure that I ain't got no unforgiveness in my life. Number five is this. Unforgiveness can hinder God's grace. And this is another big one. Like I need the grace of God every day. I, I don't need to get in the way of God's grace. Because when you don't have God's grace, you've got disgrace. And I'm telling you, the grace is, is what I would call the grease of life. I, I, I told first service that, that I, I converted half of my garage over into a home personal gym. Now I just got to start using it more often. But, <laughs> but most of you know that know me. I, I think there's a sweet spot when you're buying everything. Don't pay the top dollar and don't go really cheap. Figure out a price that's going to give you the most for the least, but be willing to spend a little bit more. So I got a pulley system. I needed a pulley system. Got to work them tries, overhead tries and lap pull downs and, and things like that. So I needed a pulley system and I got online and I came across and it looked really good. Like the picture looked amazing online. And it was like, I think it was like $2.99, $2.99. I'm like, a whole steal. And I just bought it, man. I bought it. And I understand why it was $2.99. Yeah. 
because the pulley system that was on this um, was less than desirable. You know, I, they could have made them out of wood and it would have been, it'd have been just as fine. So, so it doesn't, it's not real smooth and whatnot, but can I just tell you, you take a little bit of oil, you know what I mean? That spray oil and you just spray it right in the middle. You spray it right in the middle of those pulleys. And I'm telling you, it takes that $2.99 pulley system and it turns it at least into like $4.99. You know what I'm saying? So it's not like elite model but it's a whole lot better. You know why? Because grease and lubrication is the grace of life. It just makes things easier. And you can do life without grace. You can do life with disgrace. But I'm telling you, who wants to live a life that's hard? It's hard here. It's hard there. It's hard here. It's hard, you're, it's hard every place around you. And I'm telling you, there's a better way to live. There are people that are 10 times as busy as the next guy and having an easier go at life than this guy's doing half of the work that this other guy's doing. This guy's walking in grace. This guy's walking in disgrace. No grace. Because grace makes life easier. And so listen, unforgiveness may be the cause of the root of bitterness that you've got that is robbing you from the grace that's available to you. Check this out. Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 14 says, pursue peace with all people. With who? Pursue peace with all people, just the people that you like, the people that are just like you. No, pursue peace with all people in holiness, without which no one will see the Lord. So unless you do this, you're not going to see the Lord. Um, look diligently, lest any man fall short of the grace of God. So this shows us that if you're not diligent about doing these things, you can fall short of the grace of God or out of the grace of God. And it's warning you don't do this, right? Lest any root of bitterness, so the, the, the effect of falling short of God's grace is that a root of bitterness spring up and cause trouble. Check this out, underline it in your Bibles. And by this, many become defiled. And so, so unforgiveness is the bankruptcy of grace. Number six is this, hitting it hard, ain't got much time left. Number six, bitterness and unforgiveness defiles the spirit of man. Hebrews chapter 12, 5, or 12, 15, once again, it says this, pay attention. And by this root of bitterness, many people become defiled. And so if you've got a root of bitterness, let me show you how this plays out. You're carrying poison that every single person that you come in contact with you're giving them a little bit of your poison. Let me show you how this, how this works. Davina, your sister's here. I'm gonna use you, just raise your hand. Just okay, Davina, this is the deal. I'm gonna use you as the, I mean, okay. So, so, so you're, you're just loving Jesus. You're, you're, just, you're doing so good and, and, and just excited about God. And then all of a sudden, you know, Davina has been wounded by somebody and she is wounded and she 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 is not giving up her right, um, you know, to to get this person back in every conversation that Davina has. It, it's about this situation, this issue. And so if you're not careful, 
Davina comes to you and you love your sister, right? You would do anything for your sister, almost anything, but you would do anything. You love her so much and, and she comes to you and she starts downloading. She starts giving you the report of what this other person has done and you really don't even know her. Like you know this other person, but you really don't even know her. But by the time the conversation is finished, you are just as offended as Davina is because you've not guarded your heart. And let me tell you, there's two sides to every story. There's two sides to every story. Every time you hear one side of the story, there's another side of the story. But now you've taken up this offense. And now even though you've never even spoken to this person, you see him in the grocery store and you're just like. Right? You're just angry. You're upset. You've, you've taken on some. And this is why the Bible says that through this, through this root of bitterness, not just the person becomes defiled, but what did it say? Many become defiled. And this is why we have to, we have, if we don't guard ourselves against this, next thing you know, we got a church culture where everybody's backbiting and talking about everybody else. Thank you, Jesus, that's not Grace Church. Right? We're not going to the person. We're talking to everybody but the person that can give us an answer for our situation, right? And it just destroys the good things that God is, is desiring to do. And so um, that's how it works. So forgiveness is important, right? Somebody say it. Forgiveness is important. Forgiveness is important. Now let's say this. How do I forgive? Because I'm still really, really angry. I'm still really, really hurt. I'm still, I still feel the pain. Pastor Javi said something so profound in our pre-service prayer today. He was, he, and he was just being vulnerable about, about a, a, an offense that he had picked up. And he said, I was always under the understanding that, that to forgive like the pain was gone. And then I wrestled with it because I, I, I felt like I'd forgiven, I'd forgiven, I'd forgiven, but the pain was still there. Like you can, you can still forgive and be working through forgiveness. And, and, and when there's pain present, you still have to continue to work through it. But it doesn't mean the pain disappears. You know what I'm saying? But let me show you how this works. What happens is, is when you forgive and the pain is still there, now you've remedied, you've, you've given the ointment, you've applied the ointment that is going to diminish the pain over time in a way that had you never forgiven, the pain will never, it'll never go away. It'll never go. And it may not fully and completely ever 100% go away, but I promise you, you put the ointment on and it's going to get better. It's going to get better, Right? Come on, somebody give the Lord a hand clap or something. Wow. Um, and so, so we got to close is what we got to do. Surrender. Number one, surrender your pain and unforgiveness to God. So get a, you got to give up the right to, give, to get even. And sometimes we don't want to give up the right to, give, to get even. We want to hold that. It's like, you know what? I'm not going to act on this. But boy, if I do ever have to act on it, I'm going to have a right to act on it. And, and it's just going to be whatever it's going to be. Like forgiveness is giving up that right and trusting that the Lord, come on, is fighting your fight for you. So how do we surrender? We pray and we fast. See, when we begin to really pray, what happens is this prayer aligns your emotions, come on, with the will of God. 
And, and through prayer, you begin to see where you've got a little bit of wayward thinking, which we all do. But when we begin to really pray and we begin to pray for people, the Lord has an uncanny ability to just just say, here, we need you back over here. We need and then fasting when you deny yourself food. I'm just going to use you. We just stand up just for a second. This Amber here, she, she, I was talking about fasting the other day and she said, you know what, pastor, I want to fast for that 72 hours that you said to do. And I said, oh yeah. I said, good. That is so good. She came back this morning and she said, well, I got 24 hours. <laughs> and I just loved her heart so much because fasting, it, boy, it's, it's, never, it's never easy, right? But I'm telling you that whenever God's people fast and pray, we deny ourselves, our, we deny our flesh, and our spirit gets stronger. Why? Because we're feeding on the word. We're feeding on prayer. We're feeding on worship. We're focused on him because that's the only way that you're going to be able to get through without just raiding your pantry. And... Um, and number two is this. We've got to wash our heart through the word of healing, the word of the Lord. Man, getting into God's word will also release healing. And so it all comes down to this. When we understand the forgiveness that we have received from God, once again, nobody has offended you like you've offended God. Like you've, nobody has hurt you like you've hurt God, like you've hurt Jesus. But yet he came and laid down his life for you on a cross so that you can live because he loved you so much. He didn't hold that against you. He said, matter of fact, he knew there's no way you could pay that debt. So he paid it for you. But guess what? There's an expectation, Steve. And the expectation is that we go out and do the same. Let's not be like the guy that was forgiven so much only to go choke out the next person, right? That, 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 is, that has hurt us. And so it's not easy. There's no possible way that you can do it in your flesh. It has to be done spiritually in and through an intimate relationship with the Lord. It may take time. It may take longer than you want to, to, to give to it. But I'm telling you, it is absolutely worth it. Colossians 3.13 says this, bear with each other and forgive one another. If you have a grievance against somebody, forgive as the Lord has forgiven you. So right now, I'm just going to ask you this day, either right now or, or sometime this day, to, to, to pray to the Lord and, and say, Lord, will you search my heart and see if there's any unforgiveness or even if it's been unforgiveness for a long time, if there is a root of bitterness that has sprung up in my life that needs to be dealt with. And in the event that the Lord shows you that you have something that needs to be dealt with, somebody that needs to be forgiven, this is what you need to do. You need to repent of the unforgiveness because it is a sin. It's not just an emotion, like this is a sin. You have to repent of it and then immediately move into working out that forgiveness for that person. Man, God, I forgive him. Start praying. Javi said it, and we've talked about this a lot. When you can pray for somebody that, that you would consider has been really mean to you and, 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 and drug your name through them, when you can pray for that person and your prayers are genuine and sincere, that you want them to live a blessed life, then you're, 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 doing some, you're real close to, 
to being where you should be. And, and that doesn't happen overnight, but you got to put in the work. Why? Because Jesus forgave you. He did something he didn't want to do, right? You, some people think because he's God that he didn't have pain. We can't hurt his heart. His heart breaks when we sin. When, when he was fixing to go to the cross, even though he was fully God and fully man, we see him in the Garden of Gethsemane, weeping, praying, to the point that blood droplets, the, the stress and the anxiety was so great because of the cross that was before him. In fact, he said, listen, if this cup can pass from me, meaning if I don't have to, if I don't have to drink of this cup of suffering, then I would rather not. But he said, nonetheless, not my will, but yours be done, talking about the, the Father's will. And so it was very difficult. He was tempted and tried in all ways, but sinned not. If the Bible said that he was tempted in all ways that you have been tempted, then that means that he's been tempted in all ways that you've been tempted. But he, he was, he's batting a thousand, man. He was batting a thousand. He never, he never swung and missed. He was always on point. And he did everything perfectly, even though he dealt with everything probably in greater measure than what we've dealt with. And so this is the forgiveness that he gives to us. Let's move in that as other people hurt us and offend us. Amen? Amen. So this is the deal. I didn't do this first service. I felt checked in my spirit. I should have. I don't want you to talk talk about what it is you don't have to share what it is but if you have something that you're like that, that has been stirred up during this message that you're in desperate need for God to help you with I want you just to raise your hand just real quick awesome so all over this place all I'm going to do is I'm just going to pray for you okay that's it I'm going to pray for you and then I'm going to ask you to take what we've talked about today and just begin to walk it out because I promise you there's freedom coming Freedom's coming. Amen? So, Lord, right now, we thank you for this message. We thank you for these people. And I'm asking you in Jesus' name that you would just move on their hearts. There's some real hurts and some, some real devastation. And some of these folks have dealt with some, some very serious trauma. And we don't, we, don't, we don't downplay any of the hurt and pain because it's very real. But what we do is we realize that God, you are bigger than even the worst things that could happen. I can't even imagine how poorly we treated you. And I say we, even though I wasn't there, I would have been probably a part of that. I would have been a part of that crowd that was, that was against you. And, 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 and Lord, how you, can, how you could have continued to do what you did willfully. All of those, those beatings, cat and nine tails, being spit upon, being ridiculed and mocked, and then being hung on a cross in between two thieves when you were the most innocent man that has ever walked the earth. How you could do that, it's only by love. And I pray, Lord, that the love that these folks have received from you would just be so full in their life that it would just spill out onto even the offender, those people that have, that have just mistreated them. Lord, I know you can do things quickly, but I'm, I'm not even asking that. I'm just asking that the completed work would be done in the proper time. I am also asking that the limitation on that complete healing, 
that it would not be on the side of us, that we would work on and through it at our own speed, but we would just, we would give it the attention it needs and continue to lift it up to you until we are fully released from that. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said, amen and amen. God bless you. That's it for today's teaching. Hey, here's an idea. Share today's message with a friend or family member. If you're listening from outside our fellowship, we'd love to meet you. Visit graceid.org and hit the contact form to get in touch. We'd also love for you to join us. You can even check us out on Facebook Live by searching Facebook for Grace Church Rupert ID. Learn more and plug in at graceid.org. Thanks for listening to this week's message from Grace Community Church.